What is up, everyone? This is Alex Lieberman, co-founder and CEO of Morning Brew. Welcome back to Founders Journal, my personal audio diary, where I give you, the business builder, the tools you need to think better in order to build better, whether that's building a business, a team, or a new product. Now, one of the hardest parts of building is hiring. Hiring is so important yet there's so little good content around it. It's generally an article written by an academic in HBR or a super conceptual think piece by someone on Medium. It's crazy. You know, hiring is so important, yet people make it so boring. So here's my plan. I'm going to tell two stories, one of which is my experience being hired, one of which is my experience hiring. But the hope is that both of them will act as this poignant illustration of key hiring lessons, whether you're the one being hired or the one doing the hiring. Let's hop into it. The first lesson in hiring is planning and preparation. Being prepared for an interview is table stakes for any job, yet so many people fuck it up. And about eight years ago, I was one of those people. It's story time. So before Morning Brew, some of you know that uh, I worked in financial services. I worked for Morgan Stanley in sales and trading. And the way that finance works is you typically have a junior year internship and you hopefully get a return offer to go work full time for that company after graduating from college after your senior year. And so that's what happened with me. I had my junior year internship at Morgan Stanley. I interned on the trading floor. And I'm going to tell you about my last day of the internship. So the last day of the internship is what they call, you know, your exit interview day. So the, the, the night prior, the whole internship class went out for drinks. And when you leave drinks, basically HR gave us all a slip of paper, each of us. And my slip of paper set a time, I believe it was 1117, or sorry, it was 1130 a.m. And that was the time that I had to be at the office the next day to meet with HR and my boss and the head of the internship program in order to find out if I was getting a job offer to go back to Morgan Stanley after graduating or not. So let's keep in mind that time, 11.30 a.m. At the time that summer, I was living in Tribeca, uh, which is in downtown Manhattan. Um, I was living with three other roommates who I went to college with. And the office for Morgan Stanley is in Times Square. So it was about 50 blocks away. I have been habitually late in life. And so knowing that, I tried to do everything possible to not be late for this exit interview. I set an early alarm so that it would give me more than enough time to get to my exit interview, but also do all the things in the morning that I wanted to do. So I believe I set an alarm for 8 a.m. that day, which again, my exit interview was at 11.30. So I woke up at 8 a.m. I believe I worked out. I probably went for a run on the West Side Highway because our apartment was was right around the West Side Highway. I made breakfast. I showered. I read my emails, one of which at the time was The Brew, in addition to other emails. Probably was reading something more specific to sales and trading. And somehow, just in classic Alex form, I lost track of time. It was now 10.30. My exit interview was at 1130. And so I still had an hour, but I didn't want to cut it close. 
And so what I did normally when I went to work during my internship, I would take the subway because, you know, that was the easiest thing. It was cheap. I think the subway was like $2.25 each way. But I was worried that the subway, for whatever reason, would take too long. So I decided to take a cab. That was the worst idea I've ever had. I ended up taking a cab and got stuck in gridlock traffic. 10.30 a.m. is literally the worst time you can be taking a cab through New York City. We were creeping, creeping up slowly the 50 blocks that took me from my apartment to the office, but I knew it was not going to work. At 14th Street, so I'm still 35 blocks away from Morgan Stanley's office. At this point, it's like 11 a.m. Okay, so it took 30 minutes to move like 14 blocks. And I was like, this is not gonna work. So my full suit and tie, my folder and like bag in hand, I quickly paid for the cab. And the hot mess I was, I sprinted 35 blocks from 14th Street to 49th Street in my suit and my dress shoes. 11.29 is when I got to the office, to the lobby. I took up the elevator and I think my exit interview was on like the 27th floor, let's say. Got to the 27th floor at 11.32. So I was two minutes late. Beyond just that, I looked like I took a shower. It was the middle of the summer. I sprinted in a full suit and it literally looked like someone ran a hose over me. And so the way that the exit interview was set up was there was a room, a holding room for all of the interns who had their time around then to be wait, to wait, to be called in. And then there was the room where you talk to HR and your boss. And so I made my way to the holding room. I saw the HR person. I profusely apologized for being late. I took a stack of cocktail napkins and proceeded to use them as a towel, dabbing my head to hopefully be in somewhat better shape for my exit interview. All of this to say that HR ended up telling me that the shade of paper they give us is purposefully 15 minutes earlier than our exit interview because they plan for us to be late. Not only was this a wildly embarrassing experience, I will say that I did get the job, but if this was an actual interview, not an exit interview, I would have 1000% not gotten the job. And I shouldn't have. Obviously, my major fuck up here was not being on time, right? It's as simple as that. But the real re lesson in this story is about controlling the things you can control when it comes to interviewing or hiring. You can control being on time. You can control doing research on the company. You can control remembering the interviewer's name. I say that last one because there was another interview that I had where it was a round of interviews and the last person asked me, who were the people that you spoke to before this? And I froze. Another example of a poor interview experience that I had. But what that means is if you're interviewing, there should be no excuse not to be planned and prepared if you truly care about the job. And if you're the interviewer, you should have a two-strike policy when it comes to being planned and prepared. The first time is a blip. Shit happens. The second time is a pattern. So as you go about your career, whether you're the hirer or you're the one being hired, think about how you can always be planned and prepared because it shows whether you actually care about the job that you're applying for. The second hiring lesson is personality. When I'm hiring at Morning Brew, I want to have a good sense of a candidate's personality before working with them. I use the bus stop test as a way of learning their values and checking how those values align with those of Morning Brew as a company. Here's the test. 
I want to evaluate whether I'm confident that I could sit with this person that I'm interviewing at a bus stop for hours without losing my mind. If the answer is yes, I can, it's a good sign. That's a check as I'm thinking about a candidate. If the answer is no, no matter how smart they are, no matter you know how much they seem to want the job, if I feel like I'm going to go crazy spending time with this person, it probably is indicating kind of the tip of the iceberg of other things that maybe wouldn't be so great about working with them. Time for another story and a very relevant one to Founders Journal. So what you may have noticed in the last two Founders Journal journals is the quality of the audio. It is night and day. This episode that you're listening to now and the prior episode, I've recorded them in a very different way than I did all of my previous episodes. I'm actually currently in my closet in my apartment. There's clothes all around me dampening the sound. There's a blanket on the floor. I have my headphones plugged into the mic so I can hear myself talking and how clear and crisp the sound is. And that is all because we just brought on an audio producer to be dedicated to Founders Journal and level up the quality of the audio experience as we take this show to the next level. And what I want to tell you about is the interview process that we went through to ultimately hire this audio producer. So there were a few rounds of interviews. There was one where our head of multimedia spoke to candidates. There was a round where I spoke to candidates. And then part of the interview process was an assignment where candidates had to answer three questions that relate to this show. The first question was, what are three things you would do to elevate the production quality of the show? The second was, what are three suggestions you would give to Alex to improve his delivery of information and or storytelling? And the third was, what role, if any, do you think music should play in the podcast? And so what ended up happening was, I think there were dozens of people that applied for the role. There were four candidates who our head of multimedia passed through to the assignment round and to speak with me. And the person we ultimately decided to hire for the audio producer role she figured out an incredibly clever way to show her personality while just demonstrating her skill set. All of the other applicants answered those questions that I just mentioned to you through a standard Google Doc, right? They put question one, what are three, three things you would do to elevate the production quality of the show? Answers, question two, so on and so forth. And then, you know, I had my interview with them and we talked through some of their questions and I had them clarify. There was one candidate whose assignment completely stood out. And she's our audio producer today. What she did is she created a podcast episode to apply for a podcast producer position. She recorded herself answering the three questions and she edited it all into like an actual episode. There was intro music. There was outro music. There was a different voice that was not hers reading the questions. And then her voice came in to answer the questions. And it was there was so much texture to it where not only did I feel like I understood her recommendations for the show, but I also felt like I got to know her as a person. And all it took was a little bit of ingenuity and thoughtfulness for our new audio producer to stand out completely. I was more confident than ever that I'd be working with this person, someone who was thoughtful, empathetic, and a team player, which first of all made her pass the bus stop test with flying colors. But then she took it past the bus stop test. She was able to show her personality and her skills when it came to audio editing in a totally different way from other candidates. 
This was our producer's X factor. On top of the bus stop test, X factors are a key value I look for when hiring new Morning Brew team members. And now, not every person that you hire in your company is going to have an X factor. That's not realistic. But several of Morning Brew's hires do. And for those that have had X factors in the hiring process, it has almost always resulted in the hire hire being a great performer. So this was my first attempt at hiring story time. You heard about my incredibly embarrassing experience sprinting 35 blocks to Morgan Stanley for my exit interview. And hopefully that illustrated to you the importance of planning and preparation and how you should think about that as an interviewer. And I told you about our new audio producer's unique way of showing her personality and also showing that she had the chops to do an amazing job on this show. If you enjoyed this first attempt at hiring story time and you want more interview stories and the lessons behind hiring in future Founders Journal episodes, let me know. Shoot me an email at alex at morningbrew.com. Thanks so much, as always, for listening, and I'll catch you next episode. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. It offers flexible spending capacity that adapts to your business. You can also earn up to $395 in annual statement credits on eligible purchases at select business merchants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard.